Bringing Tor to the iOS platform is a challenge that few have wanted to take on. There's a lot of limitations, uh, restrictions by the operating system, and most of the people interested in building Tor really aren't fans of iOS and the Apple way. In particular, their approach to free software and signing software cryptographically. So really, you have very few allies when you try to do something like build a Tor browser for iOS. But that never dissuaded today's guest. Mike Tegas has been working on Onion Browser for, boy, at least six years, if not longer. And what's unique about Mike is not only is he a great developer, but he's also a journalist who works in newsrooms and was a Knight Fellow. Mike fuses his interest in covering stories and, and bringing truth and publishing through data and technology with his understanding about the need for privacy, anonymity, and secure access to the web. At Guardian Project, we've been proud to work with Mike for a number of years now, and uh, recently we've really made a big push on a new browser. So on today's podcast, Fabiola from our team will be talking with Mike to let all you know what's been going on with Onion Browser, all the hard work that's been done, and, and where it'll be headed in the future. So, without further ado, Mike Tegas. Hello, welcome to the Guardian Project podcast. My name is Fabiola Maurice, and today we're going to be talking about the Onion Browser. I have with me Mike Tigas, who is the creator of the app. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me. Uh, let's talk about the basics first. Um, can you tell me how did you get involved into the human rights and social activism? So it, it's interesting because um, I've been a software developer my whole career. Um, but it's always been things that are sort of like what that I consider, you know, in the public good or civic good. So I actually uh, work in journalism right now at an investigative newsroom. And so all of my like day job work and all of my like side hacking has all sort of been, you know, in that, you know, that spirit, I guess. Um, and so I think me getting into the like human rights that activism space is more directly tied towards my work on uh, Tor and Onion Browser, but my but like you know in in general all the technology stuff that I work on is is sort of like in that direction. Yeah. All right. So there was some civic tech before Onion Browser on your side. Yeah. Um, I was a uh, let's see. This happened around the same time as Onion Browser, but I was a Night Mozilla uh, Open News Fellow. And that's like a program that puts technologists in newsrooms to help them like use technology more effectively, but also use like open source tools and sort of share back with that community more. Um, I worked on a tool called Tabula, which is a project that takes. So, you know, if you request uh, uh, data from government, sometimes they'll, instead of giving you a CSV or a database or something useful, they'll just give you PDF files. Um, and so Tabula is this tool that helps um, use OCR and it extracts data tables from PDFs and ex exports them to CSV so that, you know, you can 
put it in Excel or do whatever analysis you want. Um, and lots of people use this uh, project still. And I think I made that like, I worked on that five years ago. Um, and so like, you know, it, it's, it's tools like that that make it easier for people to, you know, investigate corruption, investigate their governments, you know, investigate the powers that be, do, do that kind of thing. Um, I've done some smaller projects uh, on like civic data, like old, um, I lived in New York City for a while. And so there's, uh, the New York Public Library has a lot of like historical maps and stuff like that. And I worked on some things that would integrate it into things like Foursquare to make it easier for people to like find out the history of places that they visit on a regular basis and things like that. So yeah, I've just, I've done a lot of, I like doing a lot of weird but useful things, I guess. No, that's great. And it seems like you've been involved in a lot of open source projects. Yeah, yeah. Talking about open source, do you see an alignment between the open source ideals and serving users that are broadly affected by human rights issues? I mean, I think, I think I'm not like specifically, I, I don't really know how to answer that, but like, I think there is, there is a good, I think parallel because with open source software, you know, the spread of information and, and you know, the software itself is also part of the information. The spread of information is like supposed to be free and, you know, accessible to everybody. I mean, I think like that helps, especially in places that are, you know, under repressive regimes or in developing countries where they can't afford, you know, to purchase like expensive software and things like that. So I think like working on open source software helps you know, in, in that respect, because it makes things more accessible um, in a way that commercial software not you know, isn't necessarily. And there is transparency too, because yeah. open source can be audited, which is great. Yeah. All right. I think it's important to mention too, when and how your association with Guardian Project started. Uh, sure. So let's see. I, I originally wrote Onion Browser, I think it, was, it must be like seven or eight years ago um, and working on Onion Browser and so, you know, starting to get in touch with the Tor community. Um, I think, you know, like Nathan at the Guardian Project, I think was the only other person who was like visible in that community who was working on mobile Tor software, you know, like mobile privacy software, mobile Tor software. And so like, you know, he and I sort of developed like a relationship pretty quickly because we, I think we were the only two people who were in those like groups and in those conversations who actually like were thinking about how to make this stuff work on things that's not just computers you know it's like oh you know more people have phones than than have computers and i think you know nathan and i um you know cared about that i think from an early point uh in terms of tour um so yeah it's been yeah, like five or so years since i've been working with you know guardian project um you know helping make Onion Browser better, helping make the, um, the stuff that like powers Onion Browser also work in other apps, you know. All right, that's a long time. And yeah, it's interesting that only you two were working on mobile tour back yeah. then. Um, another thing that would be interesting to know is why did you decide to work on iOS when most of the human rights developers seem to stay away from it? I think I so originally I worked on Onion Browser because 
at the time, like I was, I was, uh, you know, I only had an iPhone, but I still wanted to be able to access things on tour, and like nobody else had, you know, gotten it to work, or you know, nobody else had gotten it to work in a way that I thought was like safe and transparent, because there were a couple other apps out there that I think had tour, but it, it's unclear if they were actually, you know, doing something unsafe or or whatever, you know, proxying to something else first. Um, so I worked on Onion Browser just sort of to satisfy my own need. Um, and because, I mean, also because like when I was working on Onion Browser, there was already, you know, Orbot for Android. So like the, you know, there were already people in that space working on that, but nobody had been working uh, on an open source like iOS app. And so like, you know, maybe like, not necessarily I, I wanted to be the one who did it, but like I wanted it to happen, you know? So like, I just sort of messed with it until I got something to work and then just, you know, kept, kept going at it. And you got it, which is great. Yeah, and yeah. you decided to share it with the world, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about the key challenges of working on iOS? Because it's very different from Android and... Yeah. So there's a lot about iOS that it's, I mean, it's a very lockdown system and it's good and bad in, you know, different ways. Um, apps don't have access to a lot of, you know, things like the apps can't change a lot of settings. Apps can't, um, you know, modify your browsing traffic, you know, like it, it, it's actually good because if, you know, if you have an app that is, you know, from some shady provider, but you still need to like use it, it can't go and access the data from your other apps and it can't, you know, run in the background and like snoop on you. But the problem is with things like Tor, you need to be able to like, you know, tunnel the traffic in a way that normally doesn't happen on iOS. Um, so there's like a lot of weird, you know, things that we have to do to sort of trick the, you know, the iPhone into like using Tor properly. Um, you can't, so like normally on, on computers and on Android, when you run the browser, the browser is like one app, like one executable. And then Tor itself is actually a separate thing that runs like underneath, but it's like a separate app technically. Um, on iOS, like we have to like actually like like smush it all together. So Tor is actually running inside of the app, like in a way that this, you don't have to do this on any other platform. And so there's so many weird challenges because Tor wasn't designed, you know, with this edge case in mind. So we run into a lot of issues and we have to like communicate that back up to Tor. Um, and, you know, for a long time it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a challenge because like, you know, it was a very low priority for them. And, uh, you know, I'm actually, you know, not really a professional like iPhone developer either. So like my, my knowledge of these weird edge cases is also kind of uh, limited. And so like working, you know, try, just trying to f find all those weird ways that normal apps, normal apps on like your computer and Android work this way, but on iPhone, we have to do this completely crazy thing. You know, like that's, that's like the standard I mean, that's basically like the biggest problem. Um, I mean, that's like, that's like the only real thing that makes it really different from the other platforms. It was difficult for sure. We're still struggling with some of those issues until today. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, 
go, there's like an upgraded web framework, you know, like the thing that renders web pages on your phone. Um, the old one is going away on iOS, I think at the end of this year. And like Apple won't be accepting apps that you like updates to apps that use the old version. And the problem right now is that uh, the way that we currently make Tor work in Onion Browser only works in the old version of that like browser renderer. Um, and so, you know, collectively, like all of us who've been working on the app have been trying to find a few ways around it. And I hope, you know, we'll get something like stable and working by then. Or, we'll, you know, and we also just, we've been trying to petition Apple to like be more flexible about that. But you know, nobody really knows how that's gonna turn out yet. But, um, you know, it's, again, it's just continuing challenges just because it's a platform that, you know, one company has all this power and they're, by default, they're just locking everything down, which that's, that's their prerogative, you know. And it's important to be honest to the users and let them know that we are doing our best, but we are definitely struggling on some areas related to the yeah. iOS policies and things that we cannot control. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm talking about users. What type of users do you think benefit the most with this release? Um, so lately, over the past like year or so, there's been a lot of like really really good um, user experience work. So like the the security settings on the on on your browser are so much easier to understand. Um, the like connection settings. I mean, it, it's that way in Tor too. So like we've actually been doing a lot of this, um, you know, in concert with Tor browser on desktop having them easier to understand um, security settings. But I mean, basically, you know, there are a lot of people who use Tor for a lot of different reasons. Some of it is to get past censorship. Some of it is to just, you know, be able to say things anonymously. Some of, the, some of it is to like actually, you know, do some research without knowing, without like the website you're going to knowing who you are. But these all have different like security use cases. And you know what's what's a good security level for one person is not maybe a good security level for the next person. So like a lot, oh yeah, a lot of the work lately has just been making it so that like a normal person who finds their way into this app um, has an you know easier time of understanding which settings they should use. Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks great. And before it was Tor was for tech savvy people who knew what were we doing and. Right. And now everyone can use it on your browser and it looks very similar to a regular browser and it's very easy to right. set the security levels, which right. is great. Yeah. User-friendly. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk about human rights challenges that you see being involved in the future and benefit from the app as it is now. From Onion Browser specifically, I mean, I, I think Every time there's you know a new wave of protests, or every time you know I, you know like there's a few years ago I think like Egypt did something to their DNS. Like I mean I, I feel like every every few months there's like some event you know in the United States or any other country on the world where people suddenly start looking for apps you know that help secure and you know secure their. Uh, you know, web browsing or their communication. Um, and so like, I mean, I feel like, you know, the, the situation's only gotten better because it's easier to use. 
Um, the, the one unfortunate edge case is that because of the way Apple and the App Store work um, in China, the app, you know, if, if you have like a Chinese like uh, payment method and if you're, I think it's like if your Apple account is registered in China, you can't get the app. So that's like, it's an unfortunate thing, right? Like on, on that end right now. But I mean, there are a lot of people who have iPhones who, you know, and they could be old iPhones. And the, you know, these are people who like, this is like their only communication device. And you know, at least in most places in the world, these people can get to tour now. You know, these people can download this app and if their government starts blocking, you know, fast parts of the internet, they can still get to the internet. And I think it's been, uh, like it's been it's been kind of incredible like the the growth in you know users from all kinds of places users who aren't you know traditionally tech savvy tour users being able to use this you know yeah okay and finally i wanted to ask you what is next for you personally and if you see any other collaborations with guardian project in the future I think in terms of tour stuff, I mean, it, it's, it's so sad. So because like my day job is in investigative journalism. And so I've just been insanely busy and I haven't really had a lot of time to work on tour stuff basically since before Trump got elected. Like things have been crazy, you know, it's like things have been crazy, obviously. <laughs> um, but I mean, figuring out like I hope we can figure out the, you know, that like browser issue that might prevent us from updating on your browser later this year. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, making it so it's easier for more apps to implement Tor. So like we have Tor framework, which is like the software that we, we've written that makes Tor work in Onion Browser. Um, other apps can use it. Um, I think a couple other apps, yeah, uh, a couple other apps do use it. Um, but it's still like kind of difficult to integrate into apps. Um, I'd like to make that stuff a little bit easier. I mean, that, that's always been one of my just like ongoing goals. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Great. All right. That's it for today. If you want to support Mike's work and the Onion Browser, please go to onionbrowser.com and look for the donate button. There are a couple of options in there of how you co can collaborate with us. Um, do you have anything to add? Mike, before we go? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I just, uh, you know, to anybody that's listening, like, thank you for your support. Um, I think, you know, it's like the community of people is what, like, makes Tor work. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you.